What's up, y'all? It is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live, and we are indeed live. It's Monday. It's 2 p.m., and it's April 21st, 2014, man. I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support the show. Um, uh, one thing I, I love about doing this show, first of all, I, 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 you know, I run it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to ask nobody who I can have on. Uh, I talk to my friends. I, this is the thing. People tell ask me all the time, how do you get your guests? I I talk to people I want to talk to, you know, and I think I, I always talk to people that I think are interesting, and I, I like to talk to people that I think not only you will find interesting, but they will be able to enrich your life in some way, shape, or form. And today uh, uh, my two guests are, are indeed that. Um, my first guest, uh, Ms. Nikki Woods, is a fabulous human being, uh, and beyond that, she's an awesome author, producer, life coach. She she falls in the category of what don't you do? You know, we all know people like that. Like, what don't you do? Don't you do? Okay, okay. So with that, uh, we're going to be bringing her on in a little while. Uh, but before we do that, of course, we got to let you all know we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, of course, you can go to the website, RodneyPerry.com. You can get all the Rodney Perry information. Uh, my schedule is getting crazier. I'll be in L.A. this week and um, working with Hope Flood and her, uh, her uh, Women in Comedy Convention. Uh, I'm actually going to be taking my improv workshop out there, and I'll be performing on Thursday at the Comedy Union, the house that Rodney Perry built. That's right. I'll be in L.A. at the comedy year, so um, go to the website, get all the information on that. And then on a Friday, Pittsburgh, California, uh, in the Bay Area, I'll be in the Bay once again. And if you're wanting to get involved in the next improv workshop, the next improv workshop, it is going down. Go to the website, RodneyPerry.com. It's never denied next level. You can be a part of this next class. The last class was Flat out incredible, man. I'm, I'm so impressed with this group. I don't know if I'm getting better or I'm just getting better people. I don't know what's going on, but thank you, Chief, because Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Uh, happy Easter. Happy belated Easter to all my, my friends and family, uh, everybody that shot me a text this weekend. I tried to return them all. You guys have been awesome again. It's important. The name of the show is Rodney Perry Live. I'm Rodney Perry. You guys stay right there. We'll be right back in a minute. It's Rodney Perry. We get it in, baby. You know how we do. <laughs> if you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. And I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that or that or this. That, no, not this. Definitely not this. <laughs> it hurts, but I gotta like it. Hey, you guys, it's Rodney Perry. I am back, and you are back, so that means we are back. And uh, it's time to get into the show, man. I'm I'm super excited about uh, having a chat with this lady today. Her name is Nikki Woods. She is a mommy. She's an author, a a branding coach, a personal branding coach, a motivational speaker, again, uh, an author. Uh, This lady, definitely, when you start thinking of people that, that, that are doing it, you cannot you cannot talk about people that are doing it without talking about this Nikki Woods. What's up, Nikki? How are you, Rodney? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful, man. First of all, thank you so much for coming on. Um you you're one of those people, man, that, that I I mean, you've been impressive to me from the first time I met you. Um when when I when I start doing my research about having this chat today, everybody likes you. I can't find anybody with anything off to say about Nikki Woods. You understand me? How many people did you ask? Three. <laughs> I asked I asked like like two people, but still, that's a lot. <laughs> no, Doctor Maya Angelou says Nikki Woods, you are. You are a girl. You are a girl with something to say. I see it, and one day the world will see it too. Uh, Tom Joyner, 
loves the ground you walk on. I mean, um, tell me this, uh, Nikki Woods, because you are not only a, um, a author, which we're going to talk about the book. Um, I, I can't wait to chat about that as well. But l- l- I want to really, I want people to get a grasp of your journey, man, because uh, I know you are a dedicated mommy, um, uh, and just seeing some elements of your story just just impressed me even more. Um, talk about being a um, a daddy's girl to me. <laughs> you know, I think it's been interesting. Um, it, it's a it's a huge part of my life. First, let me say that. I mean, I've always been a daddy's girl. I'm still a daddy's girl, but I don't think it's you know, the typical story that some people expect to hear. I mean, I grew up with, you know, both my parents were in the house. That's very important to say because if you hear me talk about it a lot of times, you think my mother was not around, but she was. She's a fabulous woman. And I lived, I breathed, I ate everything with my dad. Uh, My mom will tell the story that even, you know, upon birth, that my dad was the first person I wanted to see. Um, He was the one that comforted me. I didn't breastfeed because I wanted my dad to feed me. Uh, so obviously that didn't work out well, uh, but there came a point where it was <laughs> there came a point where it was so um, it was so disrespectful to my mother um, because like I said she was there she is you know she's a phenomenal woman she never did anything to me she wasn't a mean woman it was there was no reason for me not to take to my mother the same way that I took to my father but I didn't and when I was about 13 years old um, I told my dad we didn't need her. You know, I had learned to do a lot of the things, you know, wash dishes, cook dinner, all that kind of stuff, and that we didn't need her. Um, and that's when my dad, you know, was like, look, you're going to grow up, you're going to get married, you're going to move away, and I'm going to be left here with this woman <laughs> right here. So if I have to choose, you know, pretty much it's not going to be you. Um, and that changed everything for me. Um, and not necessarily in a good way, but it definitely changed my life. And I think that, it, you know, since then I have been – you know, the kind of person that always sought out the spotlight. I always wanted to to talk in front of people. I just wanted to be seen. And I felt Mm -hmm. that I didn't even get that from the one person that I thought I would get it from. Not, you know, not his fault at all, um, but I didn't get it from my daddy. And so that's kind of how my journey started uh, in media. I mean, I wanted to be seen. I would speak at church. I would, you know, I would do whatever I could. Um, And that's kind of how I landed where I landed. And one of the things you know, that I tell people is you kind of have to find out where your pain comes from, you know, whether it's the normal pain or if it's a different kind of pain or if it's, you know, the -the run-of-the-mill pain. You have to find out where that pain comes from, and then that kind of becomes your moneymaker. That's kind of how you show up in the world, and that's the cause or the root of my pain. And luckily we've been able to straighten it out, and my mom still loves me. She didn't kill me when I was 13, so that's (laughs) all good news. (laughs) But, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where my story started. You know, you know what? What I think is is also interesting, and and I always like to note moms because, well, first of all, everything that women do is exponentially harder. I think, you know, and that and that's having worked with some pretty dynamic women from you know women close to me like my mother and my wife to people like Monique and you know Kim Whitley. Um, how have you been able to manage being a, a mother? a parent, and having a vibrant career? I don't compare my life to anybody else's. Um, I don't compare what I should be doing with the way other women do it or the way women used to do it. I think it's a lot different now that, you know, so many of us have careers and we're raising families. Um, But I just don't compare my journey to anybody else's because you will really feel bad about your life. You know, if I'm expecting (laughs) to get dinner on the table (laughs) – you know, five times a week at five o'clock on the dot, and you know, and it's supposed to be three, you know, three squares. Of, no, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen in my house. So if I judge my life by the way somebody else does it, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. Well, it was really funny. I was talking to my son. My both of my sons play baseball, and um, you know, like last season, my youngest son looked at me. He's like, "Do you realize you're the only mommy with a laptop at the game?" And I'm like, "Well, your mommy's the only one that's got to work this time. And so, if you want me at the game and keep a job, I'm gonna work during the game." So it's like even to them, <laughs> even to them, it's normal. Our life is just normal, and we make it work. 
Um, but I think that one thing I learned from my mom, who, who was a stay-at-home mom until we got old enough, and then she got a school, you know, a job at the school, which was the same thing because she was home whenever we were home, um, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you just love your kids the best way you can, um, and you let them be who they are. I mean, I think I learned that better. My mom let me be who I was. She let me have that relationship with my father. She never, she still doesn't try to get in, in the middle of it. Um, and she just accepts that I love her the way I love her, and I love him the way I love him. Um, and I think, you know, my kids do that for me, and I, I do my best for them. Wow. Hey, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Nikki Woods. You can check her website out. That's NikkiWoodsMedia.com or check her out on Facebook. That's Nikki Woods. Get global. <laughs> I like that. And uh, on Twitter and Instagram, she is Nikki Woods. That's N-I-K-K-I-W-O-O. DS Nikki Woods, um, you're you're like you're like the queen of all media. Uh, um, how did you how did you get the distinction of being a global visibility expert? Well, I think it was interesting. I was having a in, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and this is where we were talking about you know why I do the way I do things and my father and how I show up in the world. And I realized that for most of my career. It's all about being visible, whether it's me being visible or if it's the people that I'm working with being visible. I mean, it's all about helping people be visible and getting their message in front of a lot of people, millions of people. Mm. Um, And so in my transition, I I did on-air work in Chicago for 10 years, and in my transition from that to the Tom Joyner Morning Show, I discovered social media. Um, mm. And in discovering that, I discovered that not only could I get my message in front of millions of people, but anybody could get their message in front of millions of people. And indeed, we weren't, you know, limited to a radio market or a television market or a city or even the United States, that we could indeed be global with whatever we were doing with the help of social media. So I really started to, to study it and hone it. And, you know, I've developed a, a, an additional platform um, aside from traditional radio and the other work that I do in television and, and video on the Internet, but just in social media. Um, and so that's what I try to help other people do, especially women, who I think mm. we kind of limit ourselves in the tools that we use to bring ourselves forward. I mean, I think that women, um, so often we either, you know, brand ourselves with our company or our job or we brand ourselves with our husband or our family. Um, and we were hesitant to to establish our own identity and our own platform. Obviously, I think that's changing exponentially. Um, but social media is now a really big part of how we do business, how we communicate, you know, how we keep in touch with friends and family. Um, my parents had to join Facebook to figure out what I was doing, and I'm I'm good with that, you know. So I think so I think that that's that's the part for the global visibility. I mean, I help people get their message and become visible um, to people all over the world. You know, in watching you know the the video you you put up, you said there was there was a point where you felt invisible. Um, going from invisible to visible, what what is that? What does that mean? And not only what does it mean for you, but what does it mean to you know the men and women that come across you know uh, are the ideas you're putting out? Because I think it's really powerful. Well, I think for me, I mean, I think it's a form of validation. I mean, I think everybody has a story to tell and everybody has, you know, something to share. And I think for whatever reason, um, even in our small circles, women are often hesitant to share, you know, their background or their struggles or, you know, what they've overcome and how they've gotten to where they are because they're really scared, one, that nobody else is going to understand and they're going to look at them like they're weird or something. Um, but also because it's it's a little daunting to be in the public eye. I mean, you know all about that. Yeah. I mean, it's really daunting to have people looking at you sometimes. But I think that the reason that we don't invite that is because we don't really own our story. I mean, for years I didn't talk about, you know, what happened between my father and I um, and, and my mother and I because, you know, obviously our relationship needed a little bit of repair because, I you know, I was so disrespectful to her growing up. Um, you know, and I didn't tell that story, and I didn't realize that by not sharing my story, I was depriving a whole bunch of people of being able to heal their own stories. Um, wow. I think that when we all start to share our story and become visible, it, it's, it's a healing experience. It is powerful, and it gives us some sort of validation that we, we do matter, even if it's just the three people. 
you know, we're able to change lives just by sharing our story. So part of the walk to becoming visible is to, to owning all of that, owning all the good, owning, owning all the bad, you know, owning all of that stuff that makes you who you are so that you can make a difference in the world. Um, I mean, it's like you can just talk to people, and everybody's story obviously is so different. Even if it's the, the same three points, how they came to those three points, are so drastic. Um, and so for me, you know, hiding and, you know, be, you know, feeling invisible because of what happened, um, it kept me, I think, um, it kept me from being the success that I knew that I could be because I was scared to share that. Wow, that's to me. I, I think that's so powerful, and and to create this platform. First of all, multiple platforms um, is is just amazing to me. You're you're the producer of the Tom Jordan Morning Show, uh, a show that goes you know to eight million people daily. You know, you create content for that. You're you're the own ambassador. Okay, you know, uh, you're a global visibility expert. You're a mother. When did you have time to write this damn book? <laughs> I, you know, I don't. I think you just find the time for what you want to do. I mean, writing is how I started out. I mean, I always thought that I would be in print journalism growing up. I mean, it's just what I did. And I think a lot of, um, you know, my background was creating these stories. So, you know, what happened if my daddy really did think I was number one? How would that story turn out, you know? And some people call it lying, but I call it creating these stories. And for me, right. it was it was protection. It was, you know, this happily ever after. I mean, I grew up in an era where my grandma was reading, you know, Harlequin romances and all of these. And, I mean, at the you know, at the very base of it, I just love the way, you know, three people can take the same 20 words and make something totally different each time. Um, so I'm fascinated with words and the way that they're put together. So writing is always something that I do. I journal. I've got stacks and stacks of journals. Um, and it's just it was just another expression of who I am. Uh, uh, with that expression, I, I would imagine <laughs> that's kind of therapeutic. It is therapeutic, I think. It is therapeutic, and it, it's just fascinating. It's like watching a television, sh- you know, show unfold. And even though I'm writing it, I don't necessarily know how it's going to end. I mean, I know that sounds weird to some people, but when you're writing these characters, like when I was developing Kingston. You know, I didn't know, like, some of the decisions that she was going to make. And as I, you know, I would, you know, add in different characters. I mean, they react differently to each other. So it's it's really fascinating just for me writing. Even if I never shared it with the world, it's just something that fascinates me. I mean, but then after you write a book, you know, you pretty much, <laughs> you know, you got to put it out there. Um, so it just, it's just something that I really love. And I love reading other people's, you know, writing. So it's just something I love. Got it. The name of the book is Easier Said Than Done. Um, people can pick this up right now, right? Absolutely. It's on Amazon. The easiest way to get it is just go to Amazon. You can get, you know, the digital download for your Kindle or your, you know, your iPhone or whatever. You can actually buy the co- the hard copy. So who is this? Is this you on the cover? <laughs> <laughs> I tell people that at one time now. <laughs> <laughs> But in my head, yes. <laughs> it could be you. I mean, she could be like a, you know, you know, like a maybe, you know, a couple of years younger you. <laughs> in my head, we're going to go with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the name of the book is Easy Said and Done. Now, give me, give me the, give, give us the, uh, the quick run through. This well, is a novel, about, too, so this is a great story. Yes. Yeah, it's nonfiction. It's, I mean, uh, it's fiction. It's a novel. It's, it's about an entertainment executive who has Jamaican ancestry. Her, her parents are Jamaican. Um, she's got a lot of tragedy in her life, and one more tragedy that she has to deal with is the, the passing of her grandmother. Um, so she goes back to Jamaica to, to try to figure out, you know, the will and family situations, and, and she runs into an old love of hers, um, and so they have some things that they have to work through. Sometimes it's in a hot tub, sometimes it's not. Um, and, you know, just just how life can unfold and how sometimes you have to really follow your heart and not necessarily do what family and friends think that you should do. Um, and so that's what Kingston has to, to figure out. How, how do you come up with your names? I usually 
try to do things that mean something to me. So Kingston is the capital city of Jamaica. Um, my mother is from Jamaica, so Jamaica has a very special place in my heart. Um, and, you know, some of the names in there are definitely um, honoring different people that, you know, have made this journey with me. So I always, especially for the lead character, I always pick names that um, that really, you know, resonate with me. And usually, and I don't know how most writers do it, but normally I pick my titles first. Um, okay. And then that kind of sets the theme for the book. And, you know, this, you know, life is sometimes easier said than none. I mean, you have to figure things out as you go along. And so that's, that's why that title came to mind. Now, now, what did what did you learn from Kingston as you went on this journey with him? I think for me that you really, I mean, I'm very much, um, I think, a people pleaser to a certain degree. Um, at least I used to be. I don't think I'm so much anymore. But I would do things just because I thought that's what would make people happy because that's what would make my father happy. I mean, I started out in a career that not, may not necessarily have been right for me because I was, you know, trying to do what I thought they wanted me to do. Um, and so, you know, I truly had to, to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do and what was going to make me happy. Um, and, you know, I asked that basic question usually when I'm making most major decisions. I mean, who am I trying to do this for? Am I doing it for me or mm. am I doing it for other people? Um, and so I had to figure out some of the same things that Kingston does. I mean, sometimes you really do just have to follow your heart and, you know, hope things fall where they may, but usually I think that they do. Man, you strike me as a person that, that's constantly taking, you know, huge leaps of faith. Um, uh, what's it like not to know but to kind of know? I mean, at this point in your life, you know that just to trust God, right? But Sometimes you just don't know. You're like, God, are you sure? You know, what's it like to know now? I, I mean, I think I know that everything is always going to be okay, that everything is always probably going to be better than what I because I don't dream as big as God. I mean, I think I dream pretty big, but I don't think I dream as big as God. And, you know, I've had this conversation with my mother, who is a huge woman of faith, and she, you know, faith, and she can, you know, bring out the scriptures with the best of them. And she's like, well, tell me, just one time, tell me one time God has let you down. One time things have not turned out either the way you wanted or better. And I can't think of any time. I really can't. I mean, even when I thought it was as bad as it could be, you know, it, it became a masterpiece um, because I had enough faith to just let it, let it happen. Um, and I don't want anybody to think for any means that I haven't been through, you know, stuff in my life because I really have. Um, so it's not like I'm just talking from some fairy tale, you know, situation, um, but it never has gotten to the point where I've wanted to give up or walk away. God has always been able to turn it into something, and maybe you don't see it until it's done, and then in hindsight, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> but now at this point in my life, it's happened so much that I don't even question it. I don't even question it. You know what? I, I completely get that 110%. Um, being a producer of the Tom Jordan Morning Show, you were a lot of hats inside of the show. I mean, you're the producer, but you're also conducting interviews beyond the studio. And one of my favorites is Mama's Gone Wild. Can we get a novel <laughs> with that title? I want, I want to read the novel, Mama's Gone Wild. Well, you know what? It's funny. I mean, Mary Boyce and I do that, um, do that Mama's Gone Wild thing together. And it really was, it just really came out of an opportunity that we both got to get out of the house. I mean, Mary, you know, Mary and she has kids. So us getting out of the house together doesn't happen very often. And so Tom, one year, was going on this whirlwind, whatever, six city and four days trip that he goes on sometimes to visit, you know, the cities that we're in and do different things with affiliates. And so Mary and I were both able to go, and he was like, this is like the Mama's Gone Wild tour, you know. <laughs> so it really, just, it really just started from there. But I think that, you know, like I said, I mean, I think one of the reasons that, you know, sometimes women feel so isolated is because they don't talk about some of these things that, you know, we go through as mothers and, you know, is where we go through as wives, or we go through as, you know, dating mothers who are now divorced, you know, and looking to get remarried again. So we, we talk about those kind of things. So it's not, you know, we have our clothes on. It's not like we talk about them with our shirts off. But, you know, it's just some of the things that I think women are scared to say, you know, Mary and I are fully free to say on, on tape. <laughs> so, so that's the mom's going wild thing. But I think you're right. I think that would make a great book. That would be the that would be the super dope book. Now, when, when you're creating, 
I mean, uh, of course, you got easier said than done on the streets. Are you are you like of the mindset that this could be a movie? I mean, is that in your mind when you're writing, or you just write and you know kind of give it up? Yeah, I just write and kind of give it up. I think with the second novel, because I see now how quickly people are taking novels. I think with this next one, probably I'll write with a more commercial. I think that this was just for love. You know, it really did just start as me writing and sending to my mama and some friends, and they were like, oh, keep writing, you know, so you keep writing, and then all of a sudden you have a novel. Um, but going in, I mean, the second and third books are almost done, um, and I think I, I went in with a different mindset. I mean, you learn trem- a tremendous amount from your first book, I think, um, just from the whole publishing process, the editing process, and even the writing process. Um, so I think I definitely have a different mindset with, you know, the second and third and however many more um, books. But, yeah, yeah, but I think people always, like, hope to see their stuff on the big screen. I would imagine the editing process would be the toughest for me because, you know, you, know you, you become, you know, connected to your words, and, and somebody goes, Absolutely. they don't need that. Every Did you ever have those word. moments? No. Oh, my gosh. Every single word becomes so important. And when an editor tells you, you don't need to describe blue with three words. I mean, if it's blue, it's just blue. You know, it doesn't have to be navy, sparkling, you know. Um, you every word, yeah, you don't need all that extra. Every word becomes, but I think it's one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten is for the editor to say you don't need so many words because you can really describe a scene um, without using so many adjectives. You know, if you if you oh. got to use all these adjectives and you're not doing the right thing with the scene, so that really is a compliment. But is it extra- it's like having a baby and somebody saying your baby's got too many arms. That baby needs two arms. Yeah, right. But it's, it's but he don't need he don't need thirteen fingers though yeah exactly so that's that's kind of the process so that is one of the hardest things but I think presenting it to the world is also hard because you know and and like you you know I mean you open yourself up to critics um, yeah. so I think that you know being in any kind of business where you're you know you're presenting your work uh, to the world you have to have extremely thick skin you know so but I, but I love it. You know, I love it. So You love it and we, we love like it, too. The name of the book is Easier Said Than Done. I tell you what, Nikki, don't hang up. Stay right there. We come back. I, I think I got a special I got a special call coming. Stay right okay. there. It's Rodney Perry. <laughs> you tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Y'all going to wear more with Nikki Wood we come back. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, Text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. Every morning is the same. We say hi to Mrs. Williams. We let everybody in their mama merge. And the one bright spot? McDonald's, where we get one of those sweet and creamy iced coffees. Enjoy. Thank you. Caramel. Every day. Hazelnut? McCafe iced coffee. Vanilla, hazelnut, or caramel. The choice is yours. Tomorrow, we're going for a frappe. Who are you? The simple joy of surprising yourself. Hey, y'all, we're back. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh, we're talking to Miss Nikki Woods, author and um, everything extraordinaire. Uh, you can go to her website, Nikki Woods Media. Dot com. You can check her out on Facebook. That's Nikki Woods Get Global, and on Twitter and Instagram, she's at Nikki Woods. Now you can't you can't even talk Nikki Woods. You understand me? You can't begin to talk Nikki Woods because I had an opportunity going on the, uh, on the cruise on the Tom Joyner Fantastic Voyage. Nikki Woods is an integral part of that voyage, and anytime you see Nikki Woods. <laughs> You Rodney see Miss Mary B. <laughs> uh, or as you named us, Salt and Pepper. Salt, salt and Pepper's here. Salt, salt, salt. Mary, I just have to talk to you. me. Yeah. Talk to me about Nikki Woods, you know, uh, and, and how dynamic of a lady she is. And, and then tell me, you know, your take on this book. 
Okay. All right. Well, I just want to say, because I heard her talking earlier about some, or were you talking to her about all of uh, all the wonderful things that are Nikki Woods, and it's all true. Um, but what, what I think, where I think she sells herself short sometimes is, is her selflessness. And, I mean, mm. for somebody to be as dynamic as she is and to be all that she is, um, she really she really can see see things in people that that may not they may not be able to see in themselves and really help people hone in on their talents that they may not they may not know that they have and that's what she did for me i mean i mean i i'm no slouch but i um i think she she brought out some things in me professionally and as a friend that i that that i didn't think existed so i i really appreciate her and she she doesn't just do it for me she does Anybody that you can find that many women of her caliber that are willing to do that, do that. It's not really appreciated for it. Oh, ain't that sweet? Y'all just had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Nikki! Um, Nikki, what does it do? What does it do to? Oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to say. What does it do to hear, you know, your friend, you know, uh, say that, that, you know, those kind words, first of all? Well, I mean, she better. <laughs> my best friend. Um, right. No, you know what? I think that it marries the same way. I mean, I think that, you know, once you get to a certain point um, in your career, in your life, I mean, you realize that you were, there's no way that you could have gotten to this point by yourself. I mean, Mary helps me tremendously, and I think that we, in turn, try to help other people who are open to that um, and help them get to, get to a certain place in life. I mean, I have several people, you know, probably too many to even count, that in my career, in my personal life, have, like, taken me by the hand and said, okay, I've gone through this before. Let me try to help you avoid some of the pitfalls. Let me try to help you um, navigate your way. Um, and so I think that, you know, I, you know, we're obligated. I think we all are. I mean, some of us may not do it, but I think we're all obligated to try to help, you know, the next, um, the next ones in line. I mean, I always, I always tell people, you know, you know, because people always ask us, why do you tell people everything? And I'm like, well, you know, when you all are big enough and bad enough to take my job, it's not my job anymore. There's something else wow. that I should be doing. So I don't really have a problem telling people how to do something or who to talk to or referring people. I mean, if you if you prove worthy. I mean, some people you don't you can't refer everybody. But I don't have a problem doing it or you're going to speak at schools or talking to students because I want everybody to be the best that they can be. And I think that forces me to, you know, raise my game, you know, so that I can continue to be a success. But I, I mean I think we're all obligated to do it personally. Well I- I mean, I think that's awesome, Nikki, but let me ask you this, because I'm a nice guy, and I think you're a nice person. Has it ever been a point where you felt you, you felt like, you know, uh, you know, like, do I have to be nice? You know, have you ever, <laughs> has it ever been, has it ever been like you, I, I've, I've often wished that I was not as nice as I am. Have you ever been there? I think every morning as I'm driving to work at 3.30, I mean, I don't have my, 3.30 in the morning, I don't have my nice moments. I mean, I don't right. see myself, honestly, I don't see myself as a warm and fuzzy kind of person. So I don't think that you're ever going to get that from me. But I think what you will get is the truth, you know, and you will get answers and you will get information. I mean, I'm not the person that's going to, you know, rub your back and tell you necessarily that everything is going to be okay. It's just not my nature. Um, right. You know, in this point, you know, sometimes you got so much going on, you don't have time to rub somebody's back. But I will be there if you you need something. Um, and so I think that you know sometimes people get that misconstrued. But I just don't have time for the warm and fuzzy sometimes. But I will give you what you need, and I will help you when I can, and I will try to give you as much information and the tools and all that stuff um, that I have. I mean, I think that you know it takes a certain like Mary's warm and fuzzy. She's like the warm and fuzzy of the duo. Not me, not so much. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> Mary, 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 are you Mary? Are you warm and fuzzy? I mean, I can be warm and fuzzy, yeah. I'll see that. But I, I got to go to Mary for warm and fuzzy first. 
but but there are different kinds of, of of warm and fuzzy. I think that I think that every relationship needs a balance. I think that if if it was two warm and fuzzy people, we wouldn't have gotten very far. You know, I think mm. I think um, Nikki she she definitely plays a a, a very important role um, in 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 what she does, and I think people respect. I think people respect her her honesty. And they respect that that she's going to do what she says she's going to do, and I think that trumps a lot of things. You know, you can say a lot of more yeah. stuff and not get the job done, and then then where are you? You know. Wow. Thank you, Mary, for the call. Uh, Nikki Woods. The name of the book. The name of the book. Let me get back to my screen. Oh, easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> easier said than done. Uh, by Miss Nikki Woods, I-, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, the book is on online now. You can get it at Barnes and Nobles and uh, all those great Amazon, right? Yep. Yeah, all all yep. the places you get books. Please read. Prove that they they say we don't read. I I know that's a lie. And um, I know it's let's a lie too. To su- <laughs> yeah, let's continue to support our authors, our writers and people that are telling our stories. We talk about it all the time, you know, where's our black story? How can we handle it? You got you to gotta read it. You got to watch it. You got to see it. If you don't see it, then you can't expect nobody else to see it. So, Nikki Woods, thank you for, for writing this book, and thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I like the turn of tables here. Usually I'm the one producing you, so I, I like this. <laughs> I know, right? This is this is special. I feel like I I, I made it in my life. I'm doing right. It's like full circle. Yeah, man, man, you, you do you do such an an awesome job, and and you are such an awesome, genuine person. I'm glad we got a chance to chat today, and we got to do it again. We I want to talk global visibility. You know, oh, I want I, I want to come I back can talk about it all day. and we we could just we could just talk that. that we can do an hour on that alone. And, um, I love to I, talk I, about I, the things that we as black people shouldn't be doing on social media. So let's talk about that sometime. Wow, that's a whole show. I like that. Things that yeah. we should <laughs> real, real quick. So my, my sister is a social media, you know, she's a Facebook person. And right. she's, she's real big on scandal. Long story yeah. short, she was um, transitioning from one job to the other. And she had been going in on scandal like on her Facebook page. And she uh-huh. was, you know, job hunting, and, and, and they were just like not, you know, not trying to hire her. She was like, what's up? She took and locked her Facebook page and took all the, all the stuff that she had on her public timeline off, and two weeks later she got hired. Hello. I don't you think, know, and, and, that, so, and that's a huge point for if you are looking for a job, if you're looking for college scholarships, if you're looking to be in, admitted into college, People are Googling you now. If I'm looking for an interview, if I'm looking at interns, I Google you, and I check out what you're saying on Facebook. I want to know. Because wow. if you say it on Facebook, you're probably going to end up saying it in the office or doing something similar. So I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what you're going to be saying. Wow. That, that's amazing. Okay, we got we to gotta do that. Nikki Woods is coming back. It's official. Um, oh, we got well, we to – hold on. We got to comment before you go. Um, comedian uh, Ms. Williams on the line for Nikki Woods. What's up, Ms. Williams? Miss comedian Miss Woody Rodney. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Miss Woody. I am very excited that I got an opportunity to uh, check in on your show today because Nikki Woods is on. Oh wow, I'm a member of her uh, Glow Global uh, group on Facebook. Oh yeah. nice. Comedian Woody is getting all these social media tips that we're going to share, so she's getting them firsthand. Oh, wow. Yes, and I'm sharing them. I'm sharing them and I'm resharing them. <laughs> Good for man, you. I, I, I'm glad. I think that's awesome, Nikki, man. And, and and people can go to your site. They can go to your your website and they can get the global visibility expert. The, the uh, they can subscribe to it. Put their name right there. Get your VIP pass today, and you can get the mm-hmm. video training right now. Right now, absolutely, right now. Yep. I love it. Go to nikkiwoodsmedia.com, mm-hmm. Nikki. You're you're awesome again. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, you're amazing. That's thank it. you. That's I think I you're amazing too. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Love you. Thank you. So all right, much. cool. Hey, thanks for coming on, sis. Hey, y'all. This is Rodney Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. My girl, Miss Nikki Woods. Easier said than done. Go pick that book up today. We come back. 
more Rodney Perry Live. My guest, Mr. Kenya Cruz. This is the guy that got me in shape. I need you again, Kenya. I'm flat. God, dog, help me. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Force down, Coach. What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. I want you to go on the field. Look for anyone with an O. Let's kill them. With kindness. Jimmy, I want you to make balloon animals. Tyler, make little tea cozy. Something fun. Are you okay? <laughs> We will win this for Mother Russia! Coach, eat a Snickers. Why is that you? You get a little loopy when you're hungry. Better. Better. Now let's go work! Go get him, guys! You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. I'm Kenya Crook, the world's greatest! Weight loss expert, and I was born to do this. I was born to help you. I'm here to remind you to put yourself first. I'm here to reintroduce yourself. I'm going to take you back to when you were at your best. I was born to tell you, you're a superstar. You're beautiful, baby. You're confident and you're a finisher because you are God. And when you've done that last sprint, and you can't quite crunch no more, and you've gone through the pain, and you lost all the weight. I want you to look over your shoulder because it was done by Kenya Brooks. Hey, y'all, this is your boy Rodney Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. That's my man, Kenya Crooks. I'm sitting at home not a week ago, you understand. I'm looking at the television, you know, watching the TV. Something, on, something was on. I don't even know what was on. But I did look up and saw my friend, my homeboy, the man who whipped me into shape. People still looking at them videos, and they see me and go, what happened? Well, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> I've been eating too much red meat. But that's beside the point. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The world's greatest weight loss expert, my friend of yours, Mr. Kenya Crooks. What's up, baby boy? What's going on, big Kyle? How you doing today? Man, you know what? I, I wanted to have you on um, today. One, I was talking to Nikki Woods, and I know how dynamic of a person she is. And there are people in my life that make me a better person, and you're one of those people. Uh, what not not just not just working out though. Like when we would work out, of course, you know, we, you know, you you would help, uh, you know, a person's body become better. But we would also have conversations as men that would make us both better as human beings. Man, what is it about Kenya Crooks that, like you said, you were born to this to do this? What is it about you that makes you want to help people the way you do, man? I'm realizing that the the higher up that we go as people, the more we the more responsibility we have to pull up. That that's mm. that's my thing. I'm like, um, sometimes we we typecast our own selves and just say, well, I'm only supposed to be good at this. When in all actuality, you got six or seven more gifts in you that you have to lend to the world, and not just that one. And so that drives me uh, because at the end of the day, if I'm not making you better, I'm making you worse as a person. So I always want to leave my imprint and my impression on the people uh, that God has placed, you know, in my life to influence. So I I take it personally. I've always, and you know, I've always had the mentality of, again, if I do well, I need you to do well too because only we can do well. It's, It's supposed to be, we're supposed to be doing well together. Hey, uh, we're talking to Kenya Crooks, the world's greatest weight loss expert. That in itself is a lofty uh, statement. What, where were you when you came up with that and you knew that was going to be the way you described yourself from now on? It, it was so funny because um, I, it's kind of like I was at a dinner one night and uh, it was a social event and everybody was describing themselves. And I noticed everybody 
um, had their own nickname for themselves. And so it naturally came up because, I, you know, I've never had a self-esteem problem. <laughs> so I just thought that that would stick. And it's so funny because it's kind of like sometimes we as people wait for other people to give us a nickname. Um, I'm the type of person to where it's kind of like the verse goes, uh, so a man thinking, so is he. So it's kind of like to say I didn't need anybody to justify who I was. I was going to dictate who I was and what I thought of myself I was going to project to the rest of the world. Man, you receive uh, national recognition, USA Today, Essence Magazine, Ebony Magazine, Upscale Magazine, BET. Um, when, when, when you're seen on these national platforms, does that change the responsibility you have to the people that, that you'll deal with? Oh, most definitely. Uh, most, most definitely. Uh, cool. And, and let me also say that you have influenced me you know, a lot, probably more than you know, uh, and i give you a great case in point. No matter where we are, you know, you could be on the stage or we could be at, you know, L.A. Fitness or whatever, and you're still the same. And people always, you know, walk away better, you know, from, from knowing you. I mean, shoot, to you it's just like, you know, hey, what's happening, what's going on, to where, you know, I've hung around other people who act like, you know, they never knew other people or they never knew what it was like to struggle, mm. you know, when they just made it. <laughs> you right, know, right. And you, yeah, and you, you ain't look, been famous for 12 seconds. Stop. Yeah, and look, man, you, you've done, uh, I mean, you host, uh, you host your own show. Uh, you've had one of the, probably the, one of the greatest nighttime talk shows of all times with Mo. Uh, you've done movies, and so it's kind of like, Okay, now if this dude still can be cool and act like he's normal, uh, everybody else can too, <laughs> you know, and, and I thank you for that. But, yeah, man, but to answer your question, you know, we have a large responsibility. And one of the things I also like to do um, and that I take pride in is I also mentor what I call my breakout. A special shout-out to my breaks all over the earth. Uh, but one of the things I love to do is basically show my girls and my guys, okay, if you're interested in business, okay, this is what you need to do. Never be uh, afraid to follow your dream. If there's a passion on the inside of you, there's a reason for that. Now, you have, you know, one or two things you can do. Either, A, you can go ahead and live your everyday life, go to wake up, go to work, come home, do the same thing you do day in, day in and day out, looking forward to Friday, or you can live your dream. It just chase after, again, uh, what you're truly meant to be doing. Now, the only thing that scares a lot of people is that thing called fear. I'm scared uh, to walk out of this. But, again, that's why you have so many people on one end, you know, in terms of having the haves and the have-nots. You know, the people who chase their dreams, they don't worry about stuff. <laughs> they don't worry about you know, what everybody else is normally worried about, you know what I'm saying, because they're creating their own destiny, and that's what I encourage people to do. Look, go after it, you know, because, again, at the end of the day, the worst thing you can do is fail. And, I mean, we've all done that before, and it didn't kill us. Wow. Uh, you want to say stop hoping, start believing. Man, I'm looking yeah. at on your Instagram. I'm looking on your Instagram page. You got all these results, all these people with these great results. They're the bricks. How, how is Kenya Crooks able to get these people to, to – this is what I learned from you. I learned this. Okay. There are no shortcuts. Like, right. if you're not willing to get up and start moving, then the weight is just not going to come off. Like, how are right. you able to hammer those ideas at home? But without really – you don't yell and scream. You're not, you're not jumping up down nobody's throat. Uh, how are you able to get the results you get with your your way? The the great the greatest thing that I've ever learned is that if you can control the mind, you can control the behind. <laughs> so if I can make you believe what I'm selling, and if I can make you, and if I basically can provide the blueprint, you know one one of the things that I, one of the greatest things that I ever heard is 
give a person a blueprint, show them how to do it, and they'll win every single time. Now, I've been doing this uh, for 14, almost 15 years now. So, you know, basically when I show people, okay, this is what you can have, this is what you can do, I have the formula, all you have to do. See, in school they always taught us not to cheat, but that's, you know, that's the ways of the world. <laughs> you follow what other successful people have done and you make it your own. So it's kind of like when you show a person a blueprint of what you can do, they buy in and then they put in the time to, to get that thing done you know, it works. It, it kind of like it activates stuff. It works. You know, as soon as it starts in your mind, it kind of manifests. But, you know, again, my favorite verse is faith without works is dead. So, you know, you can take it all you want to, but if there's no work with it, because that work activates that thought, and then that transformation just 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 starts making people look unbelievable. And, you know, and I always tell people, be unrealistic. Forget about what you've heard. Forget what they say normal is. When I can make you become unrealistic, that's when I got you. And then that's when beautiful results happen. And, I, and for a lot of people, I've always told them, I always I, and I've said this to a lot of people, for a lot of people, this is their last step to getting everything that they've always wanted because, again, this is nothing more than a test. So what I tell my people is if you can conquer this, Everything else is easy because a lot of people have been struggling with this same thing for years, for years. But for a lot of people, this is the key to get to the next step, to get the things that they've always wanted, and I firmly believe that. Man, you, you, you do so much. Um, uh, not only are you a weight loss expert, the world's greatest weight loss expert, excuse me, but <laughs> you're also you're also constantly in a in a in a perpetual state of motivation. Um, talk to me about the responsibility of motivating folks, man. The responsibility of of motivating people. Okay, I take I take this thing extremely personally, uh, due to the fact of I realize that for a lot of these people that I'm it. I'm their last resort. They've tried everything, and it's failed. And so it's it's kind of like I take a person. It's kind of like I always have the thought of I have to save this person's life because at the end of the day, you know, there's a certain hour, if you don't correct stuff, there's a certain hour when you get diabetes. There's a certain hour wow. that hits when you hit when you get cancer. There's a certain hour when your blood something happens with your blood vessels that make you have high blood pressure. So it's kinda like I always in my mind say, Well, shoot, as soon as this person joins, we're on the clock. So we have to reverse in a matter of months what it has taken people years to jack up and mess up. So I look at it as a life or death uh, situation, you know, uh, again, and I also understand what, what accompanies, you know, weight loss, low self-esteem. A lot mm. of people want to apply for jobs because they don't like how they look. They don't feel like they deserve it. Versus wow. somebody who looks and feels good will walk up in there and be underqualified and demand the jobs and get it because they feel like they deserve it. So there's wow. a lot of things. There's a lot of things with asso- that's associated with looking good, whether it be health, whether it be low low self-esteem. I've seen a lot of people leave relationships because once they de- once they decided to look good, and and they started feeling good, they wanted to marry the image of themselves, uh, you know, what they had in their minds of their I- ideal self, and marry it up with that marriage or married up with that new car, married up with that new job, because the worst thing you can do is have a contradiction in your life to where you look good, but, you know, you have a job that you hate going to every day. Wow. I've been unemployed for almost 15 years now. <laughs> oh, you, the last thing you are is unemployed. Hey, check them out. You can go to KenyaCrooks.net and check out all, all, all everything that is Kenya Crooks right there, KenyaCrooks.net. His Facebook, he's at Kenya Crook. And on Twitter and Instagram, he's at the 
Kenya Crooks. That's K E N Y A C R O O K S. Man, you got so many so many success stories. Um, I have backslid, and I'm looking to come back into the fold. <laughs> man, you know I got. Man, you know I got. Hey. Also, let me plug. Also, let me plug this too. In uh, in June, and I need for you to come to this one too. In June, okay. Uh, we're gonna have uh, the unveiling. I call it a, a, the unveiling. And uh, essentially, basically, we have our girls and guys from all over the country come to Atlanta, and we have a, a workout weekend. Now, I'm going to use this to set up uh, the $10,000 weight loss challenge uh, that I'm going to have. So we're going to have uh, people competing for $10,000 because, again, I, I love to reward people, and I love hard mm-hmm. work, and I love to see people. And I love to, you know, again, I love to reward people for working hard. So I'm going to set this up, and we're going to do this uh, June 13th through the 15th, and uh, we're going to have Lil G from Silk come in and perform. We're also going to have we also going to have Q Parker come in from 112 uh, to come in and do his thing. So it's going to be an it's going to be an awesome weekend. So I invite everybody uh, to come out. We'll be running commercials all over the country for it to get people here. Well, well, send, send, send me the commercial too. I want to run it here on the show, man, because I, I definitely want to continue support. Let me do this yes, before we go. Uh, I got Liz. She's calling from ATL. She has a question and a comment. Liz, you're on with Kenya Crook, the world's greatest weight loss expert. Hello, and thank you for having me. I have a question for Mr. Crook. Yes, ma'am. What advice would you give someone that is struggling to get motivated? They want what to work advice, out. What advice would I give? Okay, the the advice I would give to somebody who's trying to get motivated. One of the first things I always tell people is look at your kids. If that's not motivation enough for a person to want to see their kids grow up and have their kids, I don't know what would be the incentive. If that's not enough, right? There, if it's not enough for you to find your better person, I always tell people, you as a woman, you have to find your her, and that her is the person you were destined to be, that her is the person you were meant to be. So it's kind of like you have to, before you die, you have to make the commitment to yourself of, I'm going to find that person, and before I die, I'm going to make the commitment to be that person. So that's the motivation. Right there. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, 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 Liz. Liz, I mean, I know, I know, we on the air, we on the radio. Can you tell us what what's your specs right now? Like, how tall are you? How much you weigh? And what do you want to lose? So I am five six. I'm about two ten, and I would love to be about one sixty five. What was the last time That's you were one sixty? What was the last time you were one sixty five? Oh. Mm, I was a teenager, probably seventeen. Okay, and how and and how good did you feel about yourself when you were one sixty five? That I could do no wrong. I felt awesome, like the world was mine. And on a scale of one to ten, how and on a scale of one to ten, how sexy did you feel? How confident did you feel in that skin? In that skin, about a nine. Versus. How do you feel now? A five. Or, better question. How did you feel? How did you feel at your largest weight ever? And what was that weight? My largest weight ever was two fifty seven. And how did you feel at two fifty seven? About a two. About a two. Did was there any uh, life changing mistakes that you made because you were two in the two fifties? I think. When my mother passed, I was 23, and so I ate to comfort myself. Mm. And kind of, so when you're no longer out and being social, you get big mm. and you don't realize it because you're by yourself. Mm. So, so again, do you feel like you can? Do you feel like you can hit 165? I do. We gotta have a party when you do it. How about that? <laughs> We got a party. We got to have Mr. Rodney Perry come tell some jokes and all that other good stuff. So let's get it. Let's get hey, it. Liz. Because, again, Liz, you go to the website. 
Liz, go to the website, KenyaCrooks.net. His Facebook, he's at Kenya Crooks. Go to the Instagram. Look at the pictures. Look at the pictures of some of these success stories. He's at the Kenya Crooks on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, this dude is the real deal. I'm going on there today. Thank you, sir. And thank you, ma'am, for calling. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Thank you. Man, Kenya, man, you, you, you're doing such a, a great service for the people, man. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Again, you guys, go to the website, KenyaCrooks.net, and on Instagram and Twitter, he's at the Kenya Crooks. That's right. He's the world's greatest weight loss expert. <laughs> Look, you do that better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man, congratulations on the commercial. Uh, you're always uh, thinking above and outside the box, man. And uh, Man, you're, you're an inspiration, man. Keep going, bro. Thank you, sir. Hey, and I appreciate you, too. Hey, and holla at me this week. Let's go work out, man. I got to get out of town tomorrow, but I'm I'm, I'm going to go do something today. Okay. Well, that's a bet. Well, hit me when you get back and we on. My man. All right. Hey, y'all, my that's man. our show for today. My name is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Thank you to my guest, Mr. Kenya Crooks and Miss Nikki Woods. Y'all check them out on all their social media. And remember, you got to be willing to make a better you before you can make a better you. That's our show. Be good.